Yeah, this is a little heads up before we get started. Make sure you go and subscribe. That's the call to action right there. All the Killer Keller podcast links are all in the desirable areas. SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. Make sure it happens. Enjoy the show, people. Killer Keller podcast. KillerKellerOfficial.com THTC, the UK's leading ethical streetwear label. Organically grown and ethically built garments from hemp, organic cotton and other sustainable materials. 2019 is their 20th anniversary year. Join me with THTC as a Killer Keller podcast sponsor celebrating music, social activism, hemp and street culture. THTC, eco-fashion redefined since 1999. Beatbox created. Killer Killer Keller Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Killer Keller Podcast live and direct. Do not sleep. I repeat, do not sleep on my repeat. That's right. Subscribe, make it happen like a happy meal. Uh, yeah, central London, as central as you need to be. Um, I've got a gaggle, I've got a team, I've got a squadron inside. Make some noise, squadron. That's right. The, le- yeah. the legendary, well, to be continued as the legendary uh, Beatbox Collective is happening for these guys. And I'm yeah. fucking, I'm so stoked to have even, like, been a, a, a watcher of this sl- slow development of, like, uh, <laughs> individual superhero. Talking of superhero personality, okay, I'm not even going to introduce your names. You guys introduce your names and, and also, you know, a little Beatbox, you know what I mean? Your own... Uh, Secret weapon, you know, your, your signature move. <laughs> <laughs> my name's uh, MC Zaney. Um, I think my signature move is got to be the siren, though. Make some noise, Got the crew in the house, yeah. Yeah, it's the basics, like, beyond the mix. And I suppose it's all about speaking really fast so you can understand a single word I'm saying, but I hope you can edit the edit. It's proper part planning, defense, business performance, all the fast teeth in the world. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking teeth were destroyed in the making of those sounds, man. Yet. Yet. Thanks, NHS. Got me. Yeah, hold tight, hold tight. AG Dentistry all day. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, well, listen, I swear to God, it's fucking great to have you guys oh, man. in. It's great to Ain't be here. fucking around, are we? Yeah? yeah, no, you made it happen. Thank you. Yeah. Like How are you doing? Great. It's yeah. fucking great to be here. In this environment, you know, long time coming. Yeah, it's a obviously, vibe, isn't it? Yeah, obviously, you've seen, seen the the journey of this whole community grow, so it's a mm. big oh, ups. Nice one, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, we've been yeah. following keenly and stuff, you know, you set them, paved the way and stuff, so yeah. here we are, right in the present. That's yeah, that's it. it's so, here. It's here, yeah, you know. Yeah. Here. There's a lot of things that I think a thousand hours do. When you hit the ten thousand hours, it's like, all right, now yeah, I'm really yeah, going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now really, now now yeah. I really look as if I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not still need to get an MOT every now and again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> things like that. Things like that. How's the journey been for for the Beatbox Collective as a whole? Uh, well, again, everyone individually, we all started, I mean, again, we actually knew each other through the beatbox scene, yeah. and again, through the limited amount of beatboxing that was available back in the day, which was yourself, hearing you on a radio, uh, possibly seeing you at a live show, yeah. having Razel, having all these influences, but we all came together through through the battle scene, uh, and me and Zaini, we used to cross paths at lots of festivals and lots of shows, he was playing with Fully Blunt, uh-huh. uh, and I used to be doing a lot of hosting here and there, and then, after about ten years altogether, we finally go, we, everyone started moving to London and that's how we suddenly go, right, so we could spend a bit of time together doing this. And um, Shambhala Festival commissioned us to uh, put together a main stage performance and given a time and a date, 
we all acted on that and suddenly <laughs> rehearsals and I mean, it got serious it, it suddenly <laughs> did it's like uh, we actually have to do it we have to turn up on time and do this and amazingly from that one show everyone well the reaction from both sides from yeah. us enjoying it to audience reception it gave us the confidence to you know keep doing it and yeah it's been quite a journey well, since here we then. are yeah and it's taken us quite far I mean like you know where have we been from that like as in, uh, You've been to a lot of places. Yeah. We've like, been around the world. We've, yeah. we've won the World Beatbox Championships. You know. <laughs> uh, but then uh, we've done some incredible like things that we didn't expect to do as a crew. And you know how how these things come about. You know whether it is from doing a show and someone says, "Hey, come, would you guys like to do a talk and a yeah. uh, a team building session here?" You're like, yep. Zaney does a lot of musical therapy. Uh, yeah, big up for that. That's like a, a, this is news. This is news. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beatbox therapy for people that ain't doing too good. Yeah, yeah. smashing it. There's a the yeah, documentary on the BBC at the moment, which is uh, it's uh, it's the Dementia Choir, and it's all about singing and how it's again you can regain some of your memory through sound because sound is the last memory you have in your brain, mm. and so again this is incredible access and beatboxing is this incredible vehicle because it's speech, it's language, it's communication, yeah. uh, and again to be able to use that uh, for yourself and to teach mm. others, uh, it's yeah it's a huge tool. It's primal, isn't it? Yeah. In one hand, it's like the kind of thing you would have definitely got hung for back in like. You see that long list yeah. of stuff. It's like having the time of your life was apparently yeah. your number seventeen of like a, what was that involved? Like <laughs> stop having fun. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Well, it's still like that now. To be fair. Yeah. They just yeah. Have a different... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, it's coming. Yeah. 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 They got drones for that shit. Now. <laughs> but you know, on the flip side, it's like there is, there is a kind of like. Basicness that uh, that that mu primal man. It's like you're you can like save people by doing what you do. That that in itself. And I saw these documentaries like Alzheimer's and that people like listening to music and then get in it. You know what I mean? Remembering, yeah, 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 yeah remembering yeah. shit. That's incredible. Like I mean, even I say the uh, the whole sort of you know you can save someone's life. I mean, again, because it's language, you can come. You know, back in the day, if someone fell out of a tree and, you yeah. know, suddenly someone was like, watch out behind you. You could say, watch out behind you, or you go, duck. Yeah. Quick. <laughs> it says that. So we're all controlled by tones nowadays, you know, oh, yeah. the classic thing, you sit around and it could be like, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, yeah. the thing. Or if you're on the tube, you've got the, <laughs> it's just a tone, but the same tone consistent. We all react to it and stuff. So it's like, yeah. and that's the primal thing of like, uh, you know, even that binary sort of on and off, yes and no, and, yeah, that's such a good analogy actually to look at it like that. That there is, there is so much tonality and uh, referencing things mm. like, like you say, the tube door opening and shutting. You know, that it immediately rings alarm bells. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like, <laughs> it's like backpack after horror. Shit like that. It's mad, isn't it? Um, I always found as a beatboxer um, when it came to like imitating sounds, and I could be really really wrong that it's 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 not a general thing but i would have a sound of first in my head and then i would hear something that it sounded vaguely like and then i would manipulate that sound to sound like that sound yeah okay, yeah that was my way of doing doing it how does it work for you Zay? uh well for me i guess when i started i used to play the drums yeah so i didn't know there was a thing called beatboxing because we all went dum, ka, dum, 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 ka, and that was my only reference to sound mm. and then it was initially hearing razel that and you opening my eyes and say like, oh my God, you can actually take it to a, f a step further where you can make music. Mm. And that was when the, the switch hit for me. It's like, wow, it's more than just dum ka, dum mm. dum ka. And those sounds, those uh, things that you hear in everyday life, it wasn't just drums, it was sound effects, it was the kettle, it was, mm. it was the birds going by, it was mm. cars, 
lasers, guns. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was it was it was nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. So yeah, it's it's, a, it's been a mad weird journey from taking it as being a hobby and then transitioning it into a profession. I think that that took well, it's still taking years to kind of get to that level. Mm. But it's a, it's a wonderful journey. It does do that, doesn't it? It takes mm. time. Shit mm. takes time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the new... That, and I've said it before on podcasts, like, like, that's the new currency. Time is... My time... It's like, I know what I'm sacrificing in my time if I have to go and do something, even work, yeah. even getting paid. It's like, I'm a constantly now... Not that I'm in any privy position, but I'm now, con I'm now conscious of, like, going away. Because yeah. time is my money. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. It has yeah. to be worth it. The, the, <laughs> the, job's, the job's always the priority in a sense. And, yeah. you know, and again, when that is something that, that pays bills or, again, it puts you on that next level, puts you in front of a new audience and new contacts. Yeah. Again, we, we were saying earlier about, like, developing and where do you, you know, where do you go? And, like, again, it only starts yeah. from you, whether it is originally to beatboxing at a battle, whether it is just jumping up at somewhere and stuff. And, yeah. And, when, and again, how you say, the, the primal thing of people going... Hey, that's 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 good. And someone giving you validation again, that's cool. You should continue that. It gives you confidence and it grows. Mm. But you know, whether it isn't hosting, whether it's teaching, whether mm. you only know until you've tried it, and, and again, you're only going to make a mistake somewhere and learn yeah. from it and develop and develop. It's that, it's that experience, you know. Yeah. Well, you, you don't know unless you try. And once you try, like you said, you, you make a mistake. That worked. That didn't work. Yeah. Feedback, man, isn't it? Yeah. She's constantly like reassessing. And yeah. beatboxing is definitely the best place to make a mistake because I mean, you could be going boom, cat, boom, boom. <laughs> Hey, it doesn't matter because it's yeah. still in beats and love. Oh, the amount of fluffs I've made it, I'm just like <laughs> completely styled it out. When you say fluff, that sounds like you had a really dry mouth then. It's like, oh, the worst, the worst. It <laughs> would cut a mouth. Yeah, yeah. Damn it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a subject that's a little bit spicy. So I uh, hope you're ready for the flavour. Oh, okay. Um, so so because we would you, you know in terms of commodity and currency and what 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 this scene has slowly is morphing into, which I think is, a, is an awesome thing. Um, I'm querying like, whether there is any money in, ch in championships, whether there is any money in battles. And obviously there's a winner and a loser. Mm -hmm. But I mean in terms of hard commodity, like, is it at a stage now, particularly speaking as you guys do the champs, like, is there a, com is there a commodity where, like, in like maybe two years from now, your champion battler, beatbox battler, can do the whole circuit of all these different battles and championships and then take a hiatus for six months in yeah. the Caribbean. You know what I mean? <laughs> is it going to get like that? We, tr we try to set it up like, you know, I mean, the whole idea is putting people on a platform and obviously we try to decorate the championships with, with sponsors and obviously there's prize money, uh, Ballsy, Zany, they've won a car. We had Voxel who sponsored uh, the Beatbox Championships. Ago, yeah. And like so, and definitely would have flogged that. Yeah, definitely would have flogged that. Yeah, Zany was it gave to his mum. <laughs> Ballsy, how many? Yeah, cashed in on, cashed in on a few of those yeah. stuff. Like a few. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and ironically, no one drives apart from Hobbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, a driver. Yeah, yeah the best, the best. Yeah, but nice like, and sober. Yeah, yeah. but, but it's, it, it's it's very interesting, you know, like because uh, every you know we actually helped develop uh, the Mexican beatbox championships recently when we went over there. Uh, there's lots of different competitions with different countries having mm. different budgets, mm. different things, and so actually the best thing is when and actually we've had it for the last how many years. A lot of the competitors don't even ask what the prizes are, so a lot oh, of people yeah. actually come in and we go, that's brilliant, like, great, you get you know, a few mm. grand or whatever it is at the end or whatever the prize money is. Yeah. But again, it's brilliant when people aren't asking and stuff. Because I remember one year when we didn't have Foxhall sponsoring, so I was like, we can't win a car, so I'm not entering. It was like, fair enough. But, you know, it's about the title and what the title brings with yeah. it. Yeah. But you're right, like, you know, can you go around to 
because lots of new battles are popping up, but they're sort of smaller scale. But then yeah. there are some huge, these guys just went to the biggest beatbox battle recently. So you want to tell you about a yeah, grand yeah. beatbox battle? Yeah, um, I, I was going to say, I think it, I think the battling thing is just one layer of a bigger, a bigger pie. Mm. It's like you can do that to get recognized and get your status, mm. but once you're at the level of status. It's up to you to where you want to take it. It's like, yeah. do you want to become an artist? Do you want to become a musician? Or do you just want to be a battler? And some people just want to battle. Just want to battle, don't they? And because they love it and they, they feed off that energy. But do they get paid? The, like, ba the battlers don't get paid unless you win. There's prizes. But No, but like you say, for instance, all right, um, the, 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 the usual kind of candidates that would be like the panel or would be... The, the house beatboxes, the special showcases. Yeah. I don't know. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? The judges will get paid. We, always, yeah. we yeah. always cover everyone. And, judges, and yeah, amazingly, performers. everyone in the, around the world, you know, these guys go out and judge a lot of times, but everyone gets, you know, flights and you get a standard fee yeah. and you get your accommodation and hopes and drinks on yeah. top. But that's uh, but again, the beatbox community know when, I mean, again, when there's budget and stuff, people will be able to sort of offer that bit more. But again, a lot of people are like, yes, I'd love to judge. Mm. Oh, we didn't even say if there's a fee. It's fine. Yeah. And and so there's... Don't a, do you know, love. And because... Yeah. This, we don't make any money, True story. This is why I wanted to bring a spotlight on this particular subject, yeah. because I feel like URL rap battles, I think it falls in line with the DJing world as well. I think there's a, a real... I don't know, man, it's a circuit. Well, that, mm. they've been the biggest supporter, the DMC, the B-Boy champs, with a the sort of junior sister company, DMC, been going for 30 years, 40 years. Mm. Uh, yeah, the B-Boy champs going for 20 years, years like 20, 25. Years. We've got a 15-year anniversary next year, uh, and it's those sort of less. But they've always been huge supporters of mm. our scenes. And same world, yeah. It's the same sort of world, but again, in yeah. that sort of, you know... Bro, I did, like, 10 years hosting DMCs, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember going out... The power that even started, like, beatboxing wasn't even, like, taken particularly seriously, um, in, in the DJ world. It wasn't like that. Mm. But I remember, um, did big up DJ First Rate, Scratch Perverts. Yeah, yeah. I was only with Tony over the weekend, so big up, big up that crew. Um, and they got me involved in Perverts, and they said, they said, yeah, well, you, should, you should definitely come to uh, the DMCs in New York. And I'm like, oh, New York? I haven't even got a fucking passport. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm in my head, I'm styling it out. Like, we know yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I went there on my own. Ticket, I paid for it myself, got, and I managed to get on stage. And subsequently, um, Tony, big up Tony Prince, he paid for my my whole thing, my whole shit, because they really valued the addition of like a beatbox thing, mm. something of a middle ground between the audience and an MC and a DJ and a. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it really set. I felt like it was setting precedence at the time, and I just ended up being the host all the time. And what's really cool is that people started coming for the beatboxing as much as the DJ. That's, yeah, oh, yeah, but the last few years we've been doing some workshops there and, and the feedback again, is, I mean, again, you know, you can watch hours now, you know, these, these competitions are hours and hours and hours and hours of, the of one thing. Yeah. So just having that little bit of something in between, yeah. whether it's in between the acts or if it's a little side thing, only yeah. for a half an hour, an hour, yeah. it breaks up and it shows the other disciplines and obviously yeah. shows whether it's influence for one skill, but obviously the influence we've had from those those uh, art forms as yeah. well. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Makes you push your game up as well, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, again, yeah. always being surrounded by competition. I mean, again, it's... Yeah, it's... And it's the yeah. same, same for the champs. Like, we've had Switch come and DJ at the champs to switch up and yeah, got have some, some rappers come and... Or we've had, like, Rodney P come and perform at the champs as well. So it's just showing that it's, it's all encompassed under the mm. same umbrella. For real. Mm. Yeah, it's a very interesting time, isn't it? It's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I like it. I like it. They, um, I was, who was I talking to? I was talking to, I think it was Eclipse. It was, it was, it's the, this interesting area. It's like a grey area in, in technology. Instagram came, mm -hmm. and it's almost like a scoop in, in uh, 
history on all art forms, mm -hmm. whether it's photography, you know, to I don't know anything that what you thought like there was like keys to the to the industry. Yes, yes. That's suddenly gone. The, all the history <laughs> reference points. I mean, it's like not a lot of people. I don't know. It's like it's like a whole different like level of platform. It's almost like they have their idols, they have their history reference points, but you know what I mean. In these two worlds, they're they're very different. It's it, completely the online and the live world. I mean, yeah. we, we were talking about yeah. beatbox battles. There was a little beatbox battle a few years ago, four years ago, saying standing outside his place in South London, and uh, DJ Shorty was there, and there's like ten beatboxers all standing mm -hmm. outside, you know, beatboxing, having a little jam and everything. And Shorty just looked at his phone. He's like, huh, "It's Bismarcky's birthday." Blank. Not a single guy or girl yeah. knew who Bismarck was. I was going, no way. I was like, oh, surely you guys should know about that. But again, people will know from what they've seen in the last year or two through SwissBeatbox.com. And again, the levels every year are insane, are insane, are yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, it is, it's a good thing to look at your history and look, you know, where the origin, where these influences came from, where our influences came from, where, you know, yeah, that sort of whole... And I think a lot of people have missed out on that as well as, you know, the new generation aren't so used to going out raving or go, you know, a lot of the club nights and yeah. music things have shut down and, uh, yeah, it's it's sort of up to us to sort of try and keep that legacy and keep that history alive yeah. uh, through word of mouth, through documents online, you know, yeah, yeah. where it is as much as it's like no one wants to read, everyone yeah. wants to see the latest Reaps 1, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. I think it's like there's, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's a big I think there's, there's two, two sides of it. It's like on one side it's the best thing because there's more content than there's ever been and people are getting so good, everyone's levelling up. But I think the, the problem with that is that, is that it can get oversaturated. So you're getting so much is that it's become disposable now. Like, mm. music's disposable now. You, you mm. listen to a tune, you can easily go, oh, what tune is that? Shazam, I've got that tune. I can listen to it whenever I want. Mm. Whereas back in the day, you went, oh, what's that tune? I've heard it once. Mm. You had to go to the rave to know that DJ who's specifically yeah. going to play that one dub plate that you want to hear. Mm. And he's then you that hear DJ, it. he's got the He's shit. got it. Yeah, he's yeah. the only one that's got it. Maybe two other DJs mm. have got it. So you go and you, you'll wait for that one set. Yeah. And now you can just, you can... Yeah, it's so easily accessible. So it's good. There's two, there's two sides to it. And do you think that comes at a detriment? Like, say, for instance, I mean, I've I've always been a fairly strong stickler of like, I don't put too much beatbox content of my own out. There was a time in, when YouTube first started. God, listen to me. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my MySpace is still going. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> and like people, I'd be like, what the fuck? People are like, Jack, but then all of a sudden, it only took me a day to work out. Hey, wait a minute. This is good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's a time and a place for that. I'm, I'm, I'm quite a stickler when it comes to, like, putting my own stuff up. Maybe it's because there isn't somebody doing it for me. No, no. It's I'm, like, I'm a lot more critical about my own shit. Likewise, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know <laughs> so, so, so many limited videos of myself. Or, it's hard to be active, yeah. Yeah, even, even ourselves, when, you know, even when we're together stuff, the amount of little freestyles or something, we go, oh, we should record that. Yeah, but we should probably make sure we get the SB microphone, do that, rig it up like yeah, this. About get it sound right. We don't have it. <laughs> we're in Plymouth. Get the stars and the moon slightly aligned. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're always facing Mecca. Yeah. Don't worry about that. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we beatbox Mecca. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah. So, but no, going back to uh, how you say the, you know, the timeline, you know, the next thing is Instagram, the new things that, you know, the, yeah. these different platforms. Same with uh, with records, you know, again, and vinyl suddenly made that resurgence. And it's I saw a, a line of, uh, you know, where the CD sales was huge, and now yeah. it's just completely diminished. Yeah. I was like, I was in a school the other day doing a workshop in the primary school, and uh, I was like, oh, I was, don't say what you're about to say. You're kidding me. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> and then they're on fire and half the size. No idea. Um, so, but it was, uh, it was the classic thing of like, uh, I always get validate every kid's sound stuff, whatever they do, even if it's silent. 
the biggest part of music. You get a thousand points, whatever it is. So anyway, the, uh, a little kid that went, Hello, like that one. Great tape rewind. And he went, and, oh, tape as in cassette. Yeah, that's it. 30 kids, nothing. Looked at the teacher and he went, I went, ah, I thought I'd take him on a different journey. I was like, cassette, like mini disc? And like, oh, mini disc, I mean, compact disc. Mm. CDs. Two or three kids out of 30 knew what a CD was. Mm. And it was just that's a bit of a game. Seriously, I, I, was, I, mean, I thought CD, that would sell it, you know, but it was like, it's, we've gone that far and it's trying to sort of, yeah, still sort of educate again. Tell you, man. Mm. I was thinking about this the other day, right? Right, so when was the 9-11? That must have been 2000... September 11th, 2003. 2003, that's it. 2003. 2003. Right, so... 2001. How old would a kid... That's 2001. 2001, isn't yeah, it? 2001. Okay, so how old would a kid be 2001 now? If they were born in 2001? 18. Beatbox math. 18. 18. Right, so look, here's my... Yeah, yeah, man, it's crazy when you think about it. It's crazy when you think about it. But they, they, these kids have been brought up on, you know, terrorism and Red Bull. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there is a... There is, there, it's a whole different ball game, you know what I mean? Like, they're... Def, they're, they're, they're I guess a 13-year-old's definition of sex, drugs and rock and roll literally is wearing, you know, a, a, a Ramones T-shirt. Mm -hmm. they, the boundaries are pretty mm -hmm. tight. It's just very sad to me that, that like, as a medium, like, to, to suggest that record a record plate is irrelevant when you see all the amazing technical advances that are going on with like mm. the red bull freestyle champs and, yeah yeah and you know what i mean it's just like crazy shit and it it's just mad that that's still not making a, a transition into like uh young people's psyches still that's crazy well that's well technology so uh, as you see with the beatbox champs you've seen with loop stations and yeah. like for years people have been pushing the boundaries of these boss and uh, these boss 505s or whatever and it's like pushing them to the boundary and yeah, man. finally actually Boston House have like picked up on it and they're actually sponsoring the GBB and, mm. but it's like these guys are making some of the most incredible music and pushing your technology to the boundaries yeah. using beatboxing so it fundamentally it starts from there and yeah. then whether that slowly get, gets taken away from beatboxing which one of these guys just went to a meeting with uh, Vocalia or something Vocalia Vocalia who uh, again you can pre-program your stuff in there into MIDI tracks and go boom and make a boom yeah. and design your own drums which technically might take it away from beatboxing, but it's still the, you know, the art of scat. Bro, which, like, the sooner know, the better. Right? I had this conversation, like... Oh, the world, I can't remember. Like, it's... Like, I do all of my production, you know what I mean? I do all my beats with Killer Keller, like, put, put stuff out. Mm. And I try and humanise area elements, but there's some things that you definitely... You need to process. That as soon as that processing comes in, it's like, you know, do I get the premiere on a beatbox channel the the chin starts stroking from there and like well how do we prove to everybody that it's real beatbox yeah and i'm like one it's me two yeah. <laughs> it's me and three i'm beatboxing on it like do you mean what do you mean check out boom accessories huge track <laughs> huge track but huge. that's a really good example of yeah. people like that that's a bit ahead of itself but but even now yeah. you'd think you'd think now like it would be partially accepted that if it's coming from the right source, yeah. as in somebody that does big box, and that you can hear the sounds that are doing all doing the right things, but need to sound like a song, mm -hmm. like why wouldn't you process that as so a beatbox fan? So right? you've got Ed Sheeran, someone like that, you know, who beatboxes, and it's not the most amazing beatbox, not the most amazing looping, but he's got a song behind it, yeah. and he's got a guitar behind it, and it's the bit where it's like, ah, oh, people just love the songs, but they're not necessarily recognizing, oh, it started from this, and actually. Doing that bit, that's what captures everyone in, going, mm. I'm watching someone make it from... That's so sick. There. And when you can take, you know, it's like that whole thing of, like, you know, it's like 
we're taken so far away from technology and all sorts. We don't write enough and everything, but that's the closest concept you have to writing an emotion with, with hand. Yeah, and I, guess I, I like also. I also like the. I like it being just a given for people that oh he started with beatboxing. Well, of course he did. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? Sorry, here's yours. I, no, I was going to say that. I think we have to realise is that as long as we've been we have been beatboxing, there's still people out there that have never heard of it before. Well, that's mm. mad, isn't so it? it's still going to yeah. be new to them. The boom boom cat is still going to be like. Oh! Oh, yeah, to yeah, some yeah. people and it, it amazes me because right for us now it's like surely you've heard a beatboxer now and a lot of people have the children mainly but still you go and they're impressed by it. you can just do white stripes and everyone just goes absolutely nuts you yeah, haven't yeah. finished the third beat and everyone's going dun, 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 Jeremy yeah. Corbyn yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but that's it and, but you know how and you were saying earlier about like you know when you used to host a DMC because they used to get you because it was like you were just one animation. Like, you know, again, you could you could go, right, this is what's happening, the bar's closed and there's a Volvo registration RCX out the back. Oh, you want me to pick? I could do some. Yeah, yeah. why not and stuff. And yeah. it's that bit where you can make, you know, nothing comes from nothing. You can make something happen just like that. And that's mm. the power of beatboxing. And that's... That's just of, cool. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, that saying yeah. to set the way. There's your commercial yeah. ident right yeah. there, Kells, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Be the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You've got it. You can do it. Be the best. Yeah. yeah. Make that change. Yeah. <laughs> it's true because we, it's, true, it's, it's, it's one of the most For amazing real? bits when... <laughs> Something just happens, you know. Pick, you know, you've taken all that pressure off an entire team of a production team. Yeah. Who are going, the bands, the bands fall out the window, and that guy set himself on fire. I don't know. And there's a microphone there, and as long as the yeah. engineer's going, yeah, you're good. Real. Yeah, yeah. They're the best moments, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a perfect moment to. Uh, Right, so this hasn't been planned at all, right? <laughs> are we on page five yet? Yeah. I can't yeah, see. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we're going to run VT, okay? So what we've got uh, in the archive now is um, from the UK Big Box Champs is myself alongside the Mighty Reaps one and uh, the legend that is Beardy Man. And we're going to, uh, yeah, we're going to segue into that right now. Um, it was recorded, when was it recorded? November. November. Yeah. yeah. You better have that date. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we don't forget. But yeah, you know, I mean, this is the, this is the Champs takeover. So we're going to run that and we're going to come on the other side with Hobbit. Ballsy inside the ride, all right? Yeah. Big up, boys. Yeah. Old tight, old tight. <laughs> Enjoy, all right? Thanks. So here's, here's the thing, here's the thing. Um, back in the day, I would say that every noise... Is it happening? Yeah, yeah, he's oh, going to yeah. get one. He's yeah. going to get one. I would say back in the day, every noise that I was trying to make and every noise that like people of sort of my generation um, was trying to make, they were, we were trying to imitate things in... The real world so that kind of ties into what you were just saying but now i think there's been a bit of a break from the hip-hop roots that beatbox sprung from and i think also the idea yes geez i think, I, I why, think why am i on my own yeah I stay. <laughs> um, and but i think now rather than it just being an imitative art form there is a lexicon of sounds growing which don't necessarily correspond to anything in nature or to in music and it's just, like, no existing things in music, and it's just another means of synthesis with the human voice. Killer Keller, your thoughts? <laughs> I've never really thought so hard about it. This is awesome. Um, I think, yeah, I think with, when it comes to the, the sounds and going back to what you were saying about the trying to sound uh, synthetic and try and make yourself sound like a machine, um, I think in the recording process, making the albums that I made, that was one of the biggest hurdles because what you, what you, what you needed to achieve was uh, defining what that artist is within the audio tapestry. You know, it's like there was one time someone said, oh, you know, it's like doing a one-man band. 
album. It doesn't work unless you see every, all the instruments and stuff. And to a degree, that's one of the hardest translations onto, onto records. So um, what's nice now is that I think to bring that humanity in to the sound is, is really important because it also enables you to translate it musically. Like that Napalm um, album is insane. Insane, fucking, it made me go away and go, like, fuck, I've got to work out some shit now. <laughs> Why did you do that for? You yeah. know, it's like, because, you know, you've got to go back in and stuff on the top. But it's great because it's now humanized a lot more, you know? Yeah, so, and I think that's the, that is the big problem with beatboxing is that it is many things. And all these different attitudes to it, oh, you need to layer it, uh, you need to do the production, you can use it as part production when you're using electronic production. Uh, you can transition um, and use it just as, as a, a, a busking live performance. You never actually record anything. The issue is, is that because it's not a single instrument, so if you actually think about it, a lot of people approach it like a single in, at an output, like a single piece of equipment. But you have many different musical systems in one thing. So you can be a vocal percussionist, but as soon as you start singing or adding melody, that's no longer the case. And I think that's where the negative space occurs, where everyone gets confused. Because when you step out of it, there's always someone that has an opinion about what it is. And they're like, oh, oh, and it's referential. Oh, I saw you, I saw this other guy. I saw this, I saw this other guy. Where with a, if you could just go see a band, you don't really get that so much. People, because a band is an established sort of like concept, you don't get people trying to work it out. And the amount of times I've been doing like an hour set, like solo set, and I can see the people in the crowd that have just walked out of nowhere at a festival, and they're just looking at me like this. <laughs> and they're either thinking like, how is he doing that? Or his mic's not turned on. Like, there's just, because if you just walk, if you think about it, because so, most people don't think about beatboxing every single day. If you think about it, you just walk into a field and there's a massive sound system, guy on stage, huge techno blaring, you're like, his mic's off. He's not doing anything. So beatboxers have to constantly face this kind of negative space where people don't quite know where to place it, what it is. And I think that's the big challenge, is to not let that get to you. Like, you have to kind of know what it is and push through that. And as the scene is growing, all of us together are starting to help with that. And I think it's, it's each, each person's innovation. Like, man, your sound design, like, from, obviously, for me, it was like Razel and then you. And the textures and the things you use, still no one does that. Like, when you're B-Boy, I can hear the fact you're trying, really trying to have this whole full spectrum. And, Biddy, after you finish battling, to innovate and build an entire system which is still with the ethos of beatboxing, I'm a solo virtuoso and I can do everything. It's funny how everyone from the scene is able to kind of push in that way. And it's that collective, that collective sort of hive mind that we are is what's making it a really incredible thing. But as individuals, creatively, it can just be very stressful. And I think that's something we all face against. And that's kind of what my original, it wasn't a question, but what I was talking about in the middle. It's always so interesting to hear other people's sort of takes on that. So that's why, again, Beardytron, I want to hear about it. I mean, I don't know. I sort of, <clears throat> like, I was coming up listening to you, like, to torrenting your, your, your sets, which people did back in the day. And um, yeah, man, we'd just be sitting around listening to your sets, Rosel, things like that, and just and slow-mo, you know, just being like, this is dope, I can do that, let me practice now. And being a younger man, I had the time to do it. And it was, it was very, um, what's the word, 
nascent. It was very kind of, um, you know, th there were these talent shows cropping up and it was the first time that the mainstream was seeing beatbox. So the reactions that I think people of sort of our sort of generation, you know, we used to get pretty, you did probably more than me because you were like five years before me you were doing stuff. And like, you must have got, what? Whereas now it's like, okay. And then you have to be really good. But it's like, you just go like, like that and crowds would go <gasps> like you know but you know that doesn't happen anymore so like you get sort of fairly average beatboxes on sort of you know these big national talent shows and people go completely wild but now it's just part of part of the fabric of society i can't remember what my point was but that's the end of that sentence that's that's the awesome part about it because you know dynamically you know you've got to have the pendulum there's some guys that don't girls and don't do it too too hot then there's others that do it amazingly but that's the balance you've got to have that balance you know, I was listening to the girls' um, conversation earlier, and, and I think at the end of the day, I'm trying not to be spicy here, I promise you. I was, it's just about being great. Just be great. Just be as great as you can, and, and you, there's absolutely no... It's undeniable how good you can be. Do you know what I mean? Just, make beatbox great again. Just make beatbox great again. <laughs> Merchandise at the front, yeah, find a red cap and all that, yeah. I mean, sorry, I remember now. You, you asked me about the beardy draw, didn't you? Uh, you know, I made a... Um, a live system that attempted to take the mindset that I was using, thinking about and doing beatbox, and to kind of allow that immediacy and the ability to improvise to manifest in the real world as easily as possible. And I think it ended up being this sort of huge sort of money-losing distraction in my life. <laughs> but like, um, it is, you know, it achieved a lot of results that I'm proud of and um, allowed me to do some shows that I wouldn't have been able to do in any other way. Um, and that hunger is still there to be able to walk on stage with literally no idea of what you're going to do. And as soon as you have an idea, make it manifest. And I've done it with um, live bands um, where the focus has been improvisation. I've done it with like live tech systems I've made where the focus is improvisation. I've done it with solo stuff. But I'm, I'm obsessed with improvisation. Which is weird because actually a lot of the beatbox, I know you do a lot, right? Like you do like a whole hour and I know you've got routines within that, but like it all ebbs and flows and stuff. Yeah. But like, it seems to me that like... You truly improvise, it's different. Like I do love it, I do love it. But like, yeah, it seems like a lot of, especially with the loop stations. Have you messed about with the loop station? No, I haven't quite You've got to smash that, it's amazing. Yeah, no, I, no, I bought an RC505 three years ago <laughs> and I've been meaning to use it for three years. <laughs> I swear to God, it's looking at me. It's just up there, and it's just like, come on. And each Loop year, me. I get a little bit more in, into it and inspired because everyone's, like, killing it, and it's super exciting. And I go to an event, and I'm like, wow, man, the looping was amazing. I'm going to go back. And then I'm just, it's just it's like, come on. Do not fear the loops. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's silly. Is it your, uh, what, what are your thoughts about, about purism? Do you think that as soon as you touch that, that RC505, you've crossed the line into the darkness? No, because this is, uh, <laughs> no, no, because this is a thing. A lot of people associate me with purism, but actually, like, the system I built with Lyndon J, like, um, like uh, we were in, we actually went to Ableton a few, uh, about a couple months ago to show how we use Ableton because it's, it's a unique way of automating on a single, a single track. Like, he's heard me, we've, like, for, for years and years and years, and he would hear me acoustically. I'd hear myself, and I'd always be like, man, when I'm an acoustic, I have the most control. You have this dynamic range. And then when you go through a rig, even though it's much louder, you actually can lose a lot of dynamic unless you're really controlling that power. 
So uh, being, him being able to automate and control, if I'm doing a big build-up, he's bringing up some of the low end. And then when I drop, he brings the low end back in. Maybe he's like widening, it, like widening the signal. There's a little bit of a reverb tail here. It makes it dynamic. And that's, that's not purist. But this is, this is a controversial phrase, but there is no such thing as pure beatboxing. Because anywhere that you beatbox, the room is affecting it. There is no such thing as dead, dry beatboxing. So yeah, so <laughs> So yeah, pure beatboxing does not exist, so there's no need to stress about it. So. Get that on a t-shirt. There is no such thing as dead dry beatboxing. Yeah, which Reeves is but, but when I realized that, I was just like, oh yeah, of course, that makes total sense. But but again, but what there is are attitudes and like head bleeps on this kid's here. It's like, and that's the thing that, that is, is very confusing. So, but when I'm doing my live show, that's not in any way purist, but I do have one purist sensibility, which is like, I love solo virtuosity. Like I love to be in control with everything here. And every time I've like tried to bring in something else, the students have to go, what? Just for like Harry, just for me, I just don't like that feeling. And it's not, be if, if I was to make better music doing that, I would. But when I'm on stage and I have the system I've built with Lyndon and there's X amount of people dancing, I just feel so in control that that is what I'm interested in. And I am going to introduce other elements, like there's a new show next year that I'm fascinated by. But it's not so much about like having to do something because someone else expects it. It's just you have to kind of sit down and think, what is your goal sound? Like what are you trying, like what, if you could do anything, what would your set sound like? And that's that's way more sort of useful than it is thinking like, am I doing this right? Is it in that law? Is it in this? Um, and I think that's what me and Lyndon have really worked on is like, we, 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 when it's acoustic and we're together, it kind of sounds like this. How can we, what is the real progression of that on stage? And we saw we were heading towards a sonic goal instead of thinking, I'm going to add this, add this, add that. I think you said something on a podcast when we were chatting together. You said, you said um, it, it never worked out for you because... You, you often, it resonates with me because I feel that too. You lose energy trying to figure out like what, because you've got to get an eight bar going and then you leave, I mean, you're genius at this shit, right? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you're just really good at like using technology to your advantage and staying within the and energy moment, it. you know what I mean? But it's actually interesting because there was a sound man, this was a while ago, right? A sound man came up to me, he was, oh, you're Killer Killer. I was like, yeah, yeah, what's up? He goes, yeah. I did your sound a little while ago. The other month, I had Beardy Man. I was like, oh, wicked. And he's like, he's like, he had all this, all this equipment going. And I was like, yeah, man. And he says something so apt. It's funny. He goes, he goes, he was beatboxing and stuff, but he had so much gear. He was so awesome. He almost sounded human. And for a second, I was like, hey, that's, that's so cool. Like, you know, it's like you're able to adapt electronics into it to a point where it's like, doesn't lose energy, keeps on going, you hear the human aspects of it, but it keeps on driving. So like what you were saying about, you know, moving forward and progressing, you know, you, know, you definitely pioneered that. Yeah, you have to find the thing that works. Like, yeah. I, um, I met Darren Brown at one of my shows, which is just a story in itself, man. But like, but he, we were chatting afterwards and he was like, do you ever, do you ever, do you ever um, sometimes lose, de deliberately lose the, um, I'm not going to do an impression of him, we'll probably end up seeing this. He can probably see us right now. Okay. Uh, he, he's in the room, you wouldn't know it. You'll never see him. Um, yeah, no, he, uh, he was like, do you ever purposely mess up to show that it's all, you know, to show there's no safety net? 
And I'm like, no, I'm just really awesome. No, but like, um, um, but he does that a lot in his shows. He'll be like, oh no, I've messed up the trick. And then he'll be like, ah, shazam, I didn't, you see? And, and it's a part of, but that's, there's something really interesting in the idea that like, if you're trying to sound exactly like the thing that you're trying to sound like, and there's never a, a deliberately human element, then you might be missing a trick. Because I actually have a trick when I, when I play live for that exact reason, which is to laugh. So I sometimes laugh through the beatboxing. Like, say it's a really good moment and I'm doing a huge... Bro I'm just like... like, like <laughs> just that little moment, people go, oh, it's actually all him. Like, and that's all it takes. It's a very small, small thing, but it's, like, it's a human cue. Um, which is like different to like maybe intentionally messing up. Even just like pauses, like stopping people here in breath. <sighs> like all these things are, are human and it just, it gives people like context, context. Because again, those people that are, <laughs> they go, oh yeah, and you, you see it. There's like a moment, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it's, that's like a very easy way to overcome that. When you are on the much bigger stages, because the bigger it gets, the less human it becomes. And that's like a, a big, big challenge. Yeah. Do you know, I, I would say one thing is like watching all the elimination rounds yesterday, um, like every single person that was doing that was probably without exception better than any of the like finalists 10 years ago. But like one thing I would say is like if you're beatboxing, just remember that it's still music, sing in tune, um, remember that it's a set, stay on time, all the rules of music theory still apply. Like just because you're doing beatboxing doesn't mean that you're not also doing music. That probably sounds quite condescending, but I don't no, know why no, that's no, always that's been an observation that I've made. Sense. Hang on, so how long have we been talking? Because we've probably got to take some questions, right? Uh, yeah, I think we've got like, what, 15 minutes left? Yeah, we should probably take some, some questions, right? Um, you yeah. So uh, the, the last system that I built was made by some coders that I paid to make the system that I had designed because there was no way to achieve what I wanted to do with it. Um, but it just became too cumbersome and costly to maintain. And it was like two grand to introduce a new feature or squash a bug that had emerged because Apple have done an update and suddenly something is unstable and then I'd get crashes during a show. And you cannot have crashes during a show. So it got to the point where I was like, you know what, sod it. Um, and so I binned the whole system, and I spent the last kind of few months building something which is inferior in many ways, but superior in others. So what I've now got is I've got the RC505 at the center. It's actually at the end of the signal path. Um, and I've got all these mad effects on the way in, and I can do loads of looping, and processing within Ableton. Um, but what I can also do is just use the RC505 um, with all this Ableton stuff before it gets to the RC505. Um, and now there's no bespoke code in my rig, and it's just third-party VSTs, very nerdy answer to a very nerdy question. <laughs> but yeah, happy to help. You, sir. I was wondering if you 
uh, replication and kind of innovation sit, and how is that kind of moving in, in your eyes? Kind of? Similar to what I sort of was asking before to you. Like, what, what, what do you what do you think about that? About like whether it's move beyond imitation? Because actually, I just, there is one thing I think about it is that <laughs> now when you um, when when you first start to learn, when an individual first starts to learn a skill, first you imitate, and then you innovate. And that's if that's any individual's progression through any any skill. But I feel like the whole scene has done that now. That's what I think anyway. I, I, I always use an analogy, right, that when it comes to like live shows, see it like a graffiti piece where you've got the crazy writing of the artist and you can't always distinguish what the letters are, let alone what the artist is. But there's always like a Mickey Mouse character or, an, or a character that is identifiable into the public like, psyche of like, oh, that's that character. He must be really good because he can draw that character exactly like how, you know what I mean? So I think when it comes to replicating, like mimicking songs and tunes, I think that's for the, I believe that's for the live show. That's for people to engage with you and take something that they understand comp comprehensively that, okay, that's, that sounds exactly like that, that's what it should be. I, I think when it comes to like the, the more intricacies and the elevation of stuff, that, that certainly is part of what technology, you know, Instagram has like opened the doors like mad, talented like beatboxers, you know, they don't go amiss, you know. Once you start following one, you, they're down your feet the whole fucking time, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So that's where that comes in. I think there's a te technicality that, that, that works well with the way social media um, puts things. So I think it's a balance. I think, I think they both sit pretty well together, you know. Yeah, I think my attitude is pretty simple. It's just the same kind of attitude I think a producer would have, which is the, it's the case of, like, especially these days, electronic music production is all about trying to sort of achieve a unique sound. Um, and if you are going to reference a classical instrument, it's because that's the mood you want. Like, it's referential, that's what a sample is. But if you're doing sound design and you're building your own sounds, like, of course, um, that, that is a, a huge achievement. And I think that is the, the, not just for beatbox culture, but as a musician of any kind, the most powerful thing you really can do is find your sound. And it's tough. It's a really, really hard thing. Do you feel, do you feel that beatbox is now um, separate from the hip-hop community that spawned it? Oh, yeah. I always say that hip-hop neglected beatbox. It's like, it's not even included in the five, in the, in, in, sorry, the four elements. So, like, I... Hip-hop isn't even hip-hop anymore. Well, yeah, it's rap, yeah, rap now. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I, I think it's just, it's subjective for me, though, because I was never really, really a hip-hop head. Like, obviously, I always just loved my electronic music and grime growing up. And, and uh, yeah, I, even now when people are like, oh, yeah, beatbox hip-hop, I'm like, no, it's more, it's more than that. Um, but there was, but, always a, there was always a pressure back in the day to, um, back in the day, it's only a decade ago. It's for you, that's probably a lifetime, some of you. No, but, like... Uh, there was a pressure to imitate particular musical forms and particular sounds that were real world sounds. Um, but no, I mean, like, I'm into synthesis, you know, because it's cool. But like, the mouth is just another form of synthesis. And I think, I think personally that there's going to be more use of beatbox sounds, not necessarily the drums even, but like the use of the human voice. 
Well, each one's, each individual is a unique sound pack. So, like, based on your genetics, you have a completely different composition. Like, because of mutation, we all actually are, each head in this room is unique. So, in theory, you can actually, each of us can generate your own unique sample pack if for some reason you wanted to spend 10,000 hours plus beatboxing, which is not for everyone. But I always see, like, sometimes I get critiqued because I don't use a lot of new sounds, but I'm also super proud of mine because they're mine. And it's like, I see myself as like an old school sort of synth or something. That's, and that's like, that's, they're the things I can use, like techno drum machine, like Jeff Mills style. Like that's, that's kind of how, that's how I see myself. You're like a 303, it doesn't need to change. It's fine as yeah, it is. Yeah, this is it. Techno. Um, yeah, so, so it's, it, it, does, it, it, it does shift, but beatbox sounds like packs is becoming much more of, of, of a thing. Also, uh, like, people, like, you know, Skrillex's, you know, bass sounds were very vocal and, that whole like bro step thing was about bass sounds trying to sound like synthesizers trying to sound like voices. Yeah, you know the kind of vocal flutes that you know Major Lazer and that whole kind of uh, camp right. work. Well, you know that's 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 the voice as well, right? Well, that's it. I, I feel like this this is kind of my like sort of chat now. I'm not going to go into it too much, but people overlook their own voices all the time and like how much they actually have a role in not just musical culture, but in society. And beatboxers that spend so many hours thinking about this, thinking about this, thinking about this, actually have quite a unique insight in that. And you start to hear that more. And you actually hear across music how this is the, the birthplace of all connection and, and, sort of, and music making. It did all start here. Do you know Tanya Tagak? Do you know Tanya Tagak? Mm. Tanya Tagak? Anyone know Tanya Tagak? She's so yes. dope. Because she's not a beatboxer, but she's like... She's like, I think it's Inuit, maybe. Um, yeah, and she's, but she does this thing. It's like, <laughs> so she has these weird, like, sort of birthing orgasm demon monster sounds. That they're fucking, they're so crazy. But there's nothing beatbox related about it, and it's really guttural and just earthy. It sounds like it's coming from nature itself, and that's as old as 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 humanity, you know. Um, well, that's it. Yeah. I've been waiting to see when beatbox like beatbox culture really does become voice culture because like if you are a beatboxer in the room if you see something like that you're just so fascinated because you can you have that empathy of that control and you're just like wow that's so interesting the way someone is controlling and it's this whole other way of, of approaching sound making and i think as the scene grows and the culture grows eventually beatbox culture will become voice culture i think they will all bleed into one thing because like a beatboxer in in the present day this is you're going to laugh at this but this, this was said to me when i was at harvard contemporary beatboxing um is uh it was said to me i did not say that um so modern day like right now beatboxing like you get a 16 year old new school beatboxer he can probably do more sounds and have more control than some hyper specialist uh 15 years ago because when you see a lot of like sort of voice-based performances technical based performances it tends to be like one system one technique that they focus on that you get the sort of like tuvan choirs um and I think beatboxers actually straddle, every, they try to, to explore every single sound. And I think in beatbox culture right now, you probably have every single possibility with the human voice being pushed. And I think that's what's unique about our culture. And the rest of the world is starting to wake up to that. And that's why you're starting to see all these different types of innovation. I mean, um, I was just chatting to Dilo yesterday. And um, 
man, he reminds me of myself when I was a young man. Because like, I, I remember like, having this dream of like, I was like, I'm going to be the first person to get a number one with just my voice, just literally just recorded in one take. And it took me about a year to be like, nah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but D'Lo's got the same dream, and I think he can do it. I think he's the first person that I've met that I think has enough vocal range and enough crazy genius level mad talent to actually pull that shit off. I think he might do it. So if he releases a single, you're gonna buy it, obviously. Yeah, but, we uh, need so hive mind. Come on. Yeah, Please yeah. Support. Okay, let's take another question. You sir. Um, with um, beatboxing being this like strange combination of like primal aspects of the voice plus this like futuristic exploration our um, gateway to communicate with other people, our voice, you know, we speak the language. And then we're like breaking it down and we're looking at it in a different way in terms of format, structured sentences, and explaining the words and blah, blah, blah. Um, as we explore that, you know, you were saying you can get lost in the roles for ever. And just, oh, wow, there's strange sensations by applied pressure in this way. Like, whoa, there's this, whoa, there's a world over here of this pitch. And stuff. How, what, what do you think is next as that? You're asking what the next thing is. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I think. I, was, I kind of like, that's uh, a good question. I, I kind of like ham-fistedly tried to sort of address that just a second ago, but I'll, I'll try again. Um, I think with the range that the human vocal tract is now capable of, I think, you, and especially considering that at one point there'll be an RC606 come out, which will be even more capable. And I think what you're going to see, I hope what you're going to see is the human voice and mouth, whatever, you know, whatever's making all those sounds. It will be a legitimate instrument. Not that it isn't already, not that the human voice isn't the, the one primal instrument from which all other instruments come. You know, like our, our, our ears are tuned to, our brains are tuned to hear the human voice. Like the reason why babies crying is the most annoying sound in the world is because your ears and your sound processing equipment in your brain is finely tuned to hear that sound. Um, so the whole sort of range of an orchestra and what we perceive as pitch is tuned to the human voice, pretty much. Um, so I think you're going to see this kind of confluence of these two different diverging factors where you're going to see synthesis. You've already seen synthesis trying to sound more like a human voice in Skrillex's bass lines and stuff like that. Mm. And to an extent, if you've got like a, a brass instrument or a violin or a reed or whatever, those, these sort of emotive qualities of those different instruments are tied to a human voice and the kind of qualities that you get from a human voice anyway. That's what it evokes. But I think you're going to see these different diverging factors actually yes. start to converge. And you're, you're, I would hope that you find the human voice becoming a legitimate instrument um, taught in schools, maybe with a grading system. Like, Ooh, yeah, why not? Have you heard of Berry Wham? What? OK. So Berry Wham are a French crew. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, so they're, they're absolutely astonishing. I think it's, it's a case of, of, obviously, there's the new school techniques plus production and whatever your musical content is. But the two factors in validating a subculture which was said to me, is uh, education and culture. So as it develops and becomes more established in terms of being taught and like, even in terms of scoring and notation, like when it can be taught and when the culture is developed, this is 
this is the kind of um, the DNA of something being established. And I just think on all fronts, it's expanding. Uh, and you, you just you can't really ignore that. So I, I think to answer the, the what is the next thing, and this, this isn't a very good answer, but you're just seeing it fractal out massively on every level. So for me, it's just going to be a case of skills, production, personal content. That is going to keep leveling up. Like, I wonder who is going to be the James Brown of, of beatboxing. Like, it's like, and who, and also prodigies. When, when are we going to really start getting prodigies in the culture, in the scene, when you're getting seven, eight-year-olds that are remarkable in the same way you get with drumming or other sort of virtuosic, like, instruments? So I'm, it's not an answer, but I think we're not too far off of just this absolute cross-pollination across voice culture, all the different pieces of technology, everything that we're, like, pushing up. It's, uh, it's, an ex it's an exciting time. Another question? Oh, you want to? Well, I was going to say, yeah, it's going to be a steady sort of exponential, maybe not exponential, but it'll be a, a steady ramping of, because like, yeah, right now, like, I had people coming out to me yesterday being like, oh man, I was watching your videos when I was six, and now I'm competing, and I was like, oh, I'm so old. But like, at the same time, like, it's nice to know that every 10 years or so, the leveling up is so profound that, you know, um, yeah, God knows what it's going to look like in 10 years, even for the human voice. But your question was about sort of the interface between digital and, and vocal. Can I tail off on that question? The same to just—it's the same thing because I think I think the exponential thing. There is a danger, and you see it in like DMCs, for example. You get scene versus DJs that kind of like leave that behind and all that thing. Do you guys think there is a danger in sort of culture? So in terms of the way it's like battle, a scene can actually strangle a culture because you do see that sometimes. It's less so now because it's grown. But do you have any ideas on that? Mm. What kind of like eat itself? Well, yeah. So in DMCs, I went to the DMCs like two years ago, and I was so bored. Like, so <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I know, and I'm a I'm a beatboxer geek like guy, and I, I just I found it. There was moments I'd be like, yes, ah, oh. and and in all honesty, it happens at beatbox events as well because you're so horrifically overfamiliar. Not because there's anything wrong with that, but how? Uh, just and your question is is like, what is is growth? Is it ex exponential? The only way I think it mm. could not be is if is because of a scene kind of eating itself away, and they're being sort of it's like becomes too inbred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but that gets kind of by default, isn't it? Because um, a lot of well, like we were saying earlier. People imitate sounds, but now you get like beatboxers imitating beatboxers, you know, and then they start eating into themselves and they're kind of replicating. That's part of the organism. Mm. So that, that, that's an interesting thought to kind of. But I mean, that on. It goes back to what I was saying before about musicality. Like, if you're a beatboxer and you're battling and you're. <laughs> Your noises are tighter than. We have anyone's. one minute, by the way. One minute. It's a good, right. uh, good time cue there. Forty-five <laughs> seconds. Yeah, I just look. It's music, and remember that. And in in regards to whether or not a scene is being overly incestuous and self-reflexive, or whether individuals in that are going to burst out of the scene, 
you know, if you are just thinking, will this appeal to somebody who doesn't care about beatbox at all, then that's probably a healthy attitude. Like, if you're both impressing those in the scene who know every single routine from every single beatboxer, but you're also going to impress someone's mum who doesn't care about beatboxing, then, yeah. then, then you're good. Mums are really good filters. <laughs> <laughs> They really, really are, because they, they have no idea, and they're like, oh, that's a bit interesting. Then you know something's good. Best, I said it before in my interview, best friends as well. So yeah, it's, it's about stay, make sure you're staying inspired, having a bigger data set, not just being with the scene, looking out. Um, and uh, yeah, I really like your point, just, just not to forget that it's music. Like all those rules, there's so much music out there. I speak to beatbox all the time, so what music do you listen to? It's like, oh, I just really listen to beatboxing. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, one of the reasons why D'Lo is so nuts, I mean, no, he's not the only incredible beatboxer, but he's one who particularly blows my mind at the moment. He's got like a hundred songs. They're not just routines. He's singing them. They're actually songs with hooks and choruses and stuff. And that's really important. You know, if we're going to be... Uh, if, if, if beatbox is going to be a scene that continues to produce these, like, breakout stars, then um, it's just about that, remembering that... It's music, it's good. Imagine you're doing it on a festival stage to people who couldn't give a toss about beatbox and then you will be, yeah, satisfied the heads and the non-heads. Now it's time for Killer Keller's final thought. <laughs> I agree with everything they say. You just make great music. Just do the best you can do, be the best you can be. Utilize every port of social media and just get out there. There's, there's, two, there's more songs than there is people out there, so just make your, make your voice heard. That's what Screw. I'm saying. And thank you guys so much for coming thank to this. You, it's really you. nice to be able to do it. And thanks so much to Zainu. Make some noise for Reeps One, Beardy Man, and Killer Killer. Making UK history right about now. Such a pleasure. These three legends in the place, man. Yes. This is the sound of the Killer Keller Beatbox Body Part Sample Pack. Over 120 loops, samples, and one-shots for your music production. Exclusively on Splice. AG Dentistry. In my line of work, not only does what I do with the mouth get reviewed, it's also my instrument. And it's beyond important to me that my teeth get the professional service they deserve. The AG family provide expert dentistry, whether it's NHS or cosmetic. They're the finest in London. Head over to agdentistry.co.uk for more information on treatments and prices. AG Dentistry. So I hope you like that. I hope you was feeling that. That was, uh, that was me, Beardy and uh, Roops on a uh, conversational tip. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. For an exclusive, uh, the Beatbox, UK Beatbox Champs, which is part owned by um, these gentlemen that uh, uh, are sitting aside from me. Um, the Mighty Hobbit. Hello, hello. Yeah, and Ballsy. Yo, yo, yo. Yes. The Beatbox Collective. Yes, sir. Um, the other half of, actually not even a half, like a, a, a quarter of like... <laughs> how, many of, how many of you are actually in the group? Seven. Seven, Seven officially. Yeah. Um, but we normally roll, we roll out as a five, so we have experimental... Uh, Bellatrix yeah. and then Toby BFG as well, um, but we have many many forms, many different uh, many honorary members. Yeah, many honorary members as well. But I kind of like that. I like the fact that you kind of bring an extra. There's always somebody that isn't normally there that comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very kind of collective 
vibe, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing calling us a collective because you have the uh, flexibility, <laughs> but then you're like, missing. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, yeah, we've got this sick game. Like, yeah, I'm doing a tour. Yeah, yeah sorry, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> doing some workshops for six days. It's like, yeah, but we're, we're going to Costa Rica. Yeah, we've got a gig. <laughs> you do a lot of touring. You do a lot of traveling, don't you? This guy does. Yeah, yeah. Do a few different shows like acapella and dance shows and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It's very good. And you're always... Comedy, a lot of comedy stuff. and Yeah, yeah, I've started doing... Funny guy, this guy. Funny guy, yeah. Uh, yeah, I started working with a comedian called Jared Christmas, uh-huh. Kiwi comedian. Nice. And we have our... So we created a few years ago a beatbox comedy game show. Uh-huh. It was just us basically fucking about and embarrassing people. Good banter. Good banter, yeah. He is the banter king um and then and then we realized so he's got two young kids um and they couldn't see the show because daddy swears a lot and then we realized actually it works amazing as a kid show so now we have yeah smashing it as a kid show what what do you swear in it or (laughs) swearing in well he he learned the hard way and swearing at the kitchen i didn't but uh, (laughs) he uh yeah yeah we we just it's the same show we do for adults but without the swearing that's cool. Is it exactly the same? Pretty much. We have some extra things, and we we just found out that kids just go for it. Yeah. Know? Like in the adult show, we're like, oh come on, come and come and have a go. Like we do a thing where I use a loop station, we sample the audience to make a song, and it's like, come and have a go. He's like, oh no, I'm alright, whatever. But kids are like, I want to do it. Like the last show we had about fifty kids queuing up to want to make noises and get. That's involved. cold, yeah. So the yeah, Ute them. Yeah, exactly. Talking to Ute them, so you and me go back like. <laughs> You and me, you go back, <laughs> isn't it? Go like, way back. You was in my street team. Yes. That's how real it was. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> the young Hobbit. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Very young. From Gloucester. From Gloucester, yeah, yeah. that's it. That's, that's how I remember you. I remember you at Moji. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Shit. Yeah, it's an imprint. It's just there. Yeah, it's, a mad, it's been a mad journey, man. Yes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here. Now, you genuinely, like, I'd swear to God, hand on heart, like, if anyone was to be um, questioning the validity of Hobbit, it's like, my G's been there from fucking <laughs> dot. <laughs> like, he's been a mad one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, on it. On it's it, like, seen the whole, yeah, the whole journey. Yeah. How'd you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> old. I think I'm feeling increasingly old. But in a, in a good way, in, like, a kind of, now I get to look over everyone mm. in, in a sense or the new guy I mean like me and me and Paddy Ballsy we went out to Grand Beat Box Bar this year as mm. a team to battle and how'd, that, how'd that go? it was it was good man yeah. we represented we got through to the battles we came fourth but hey we showed we showed the young guys what's oh, going man, on man you show up that's the thing yeah, innit you know what but I mean? it's interesting going yeah. back because like we both individually we've battled each other and um Obviously, as the collective, we did the world champs, and I think that's the last time we properly battled. I've done little mm. things in between, but that was like 2015, yeah, the world yeah. champs. And then we were just like, let's do Grand Beatbox, let's Why fuck not? it, man, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, man. And then two months went by, and we're like, oh, the, the things close into enter, and we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do it, we'll do it. And I think it got to midnight on the day of the video thing, and we're like, downstairs in my in my room, my girlfriend's asleep upstairs, we're like, yeah, we got to get this video. Right. <laughs> video <laughs> um, yeah. And we did it, got through, and yeah, and the event, the event was sick, obviously. And um, yeah, But I it mean, was just going from that perspective of, like, <coughs> experience of being on stage, battling, yeah, one thing, but then the experience of just performing mm. and, like, doing the rounds of terrible gigs to amazing gigs, to mm. festivals, to all these different things, and then to being back on a battle stage, which is a completely different, like, Energy. One thing, energy, <clears throat> mentality, like your presence, the way people look at you, mm. rather than you being there as like, this is our showcase, this is our thing. Yeah. 
it's like a completely different perspective. So f for me anyway, going back to that, and then, you know, in our, we battled Kocha, who's D'Lo and Frosty, who are like uh, the two two-time two UK team champions. Yes. Okay. But they're the new guys, so like, yeah. you know, they're early 20s and, um, you know, we're like in our 30s now mm. and it's just like being on that journey and seeing these guys come up and then mm. actually battling them. It's, a, it's an interesting dynamic and it's, uh, yeah. The, the interesting thing for me from the outside looking in is it as an entire organism, like... There's a fountain of youth when it comes to yeah. beatboxing, man. Yeah. Like, oh, and I don't, you know, we all take a sip of it. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like that. There's a, a huge um, chasm between. Okay, that's what it was, isn't it? There's no space between you and the younger guys. It just mm. feels like it's just you're in a different. Like you say, it's a pedigree. It's a yeah, different thing. It is. Like you've got the. You've got the hours of putting in doing shows. Yeah, yeah. When maybe, you know, the 15 to 18 year olds wouldn't. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, like, speaking to some people, that was a thing that I, I suppose not really realizing on stage, but then some people speak to and they're like, yeah, you, you were through before you even made any noise just because of your presence and how you were. And it's like, mm. we're not, you know, you're not trying to do that, but that's what sets you apart from certain yeah. individuals. And in that. Yeah. And when we started beatboxing, like to try and get recognition, you had to go to open mic nights and yeah. you had to enter battles and do all this sort of stuff. Because it wasn't a, yeah. perform, but you couldn't upload a video onto or like get Piponi to post it to a speedbox. Then yeah. you get your love straight away. You yeah, know? you had like to like back. open mic, open mic, free gig, free gig, and all that is just building yeah. character in it. Do you think that la Do you think there's a lacking in that? Um, I guess from I, I'm really thankful for that. That when I started, I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. Like I always say this. Like when I first started, that I was trying to download like a a freestyle of you on Radio 1, and I think it took me, like, maybe 36 minutes to download, like, a 12-megabyte clip to listen to, you know? LimeWire did it again, baby. <laughs> 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 because of that, because it took me, you know, five, six years to learn how to do, like, you know? I think yeah. that's the that's why it's, like, a bit cleaner than some of the other, like, guys that learn it in, like, the space of six months and then move on to lip rolls, move on to the next yeah. sound, you know? I, when I think of, yeah, when I think of Ballsy, I do think of, of clinical... Cleanliness. Definitely, 100%. That's, that's certainly, 100%. A, yeah. Um, and I think that's set precedence for a, a kind of new way of thinking, like the, the breathy, because I, I work very much in breath and trying to give people the idea that it's still as human as mm -hmm. the industrial sound it is. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you kind of, you moved it on a bit more. There was a real cl clinical clean cleanliness to it, which I think is still, it's, it's still a part of, yeah. Maybe not the battle side of things, but it certainly is in terms of, you know. Yeah, yeah. man. Thanks, man. And I, I think, think and I think it's like it's like you say in terms of the, the, the younger beatboxers who are starting quicker because of the internet and because they're getting into battles more. So they have like really dope ideas and they're coming up with some ridiculous stuff that, you know, is taken taking us to work out certain patterns longer because they've they've got the, the references but when it comes to that clarity, mm. they're learning in a different way, and, and and a lot of and a lot of them are learning through battles, which is great. But then when it comes to being an artist, how mm. does that how does that translate? And it, it, yeah, it makes me think when you go when you look at these big battles and you see these beatboxers who are you know strong on stage and there's such a presence. Yeah. But is it just in that moment? Is it just in that one and a half minute? Rather than ha having a like... A 20 minute set. A 20 minute set, yeah. yeah. Maybe they just weave the one and a half minute rounds yeah. into each other seamlessly <laughs> and it's just... But it's an interesting... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's an interesting... It's interesting at the moment because there's so many beatbox battles happening. Like mm. back in the day, there was like UK Champs started 2005. Yeah. 
and then there was Velo with the world champs, and some other countries had national battles. Like I think Germany started just before us, and then the French champs being yeah, the they time. Had that, yeah. So there was the national battles, but now there's like fucking so many battles. It's happening. insane, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like surely that you can just like do a whole like tour of just the champs and then go. F- I think we re-up somewhere for the rest of the six I months. Think a lot, you know, you see a lot of similar faces, like, you know, people like Skillar and ZD who have, you know, earned their stripes to, to earn that judging spot. And they, they do a lot of these, mm. a lot of these battles and, and showcase around. So I'm, I'm sure it's possible. But I think also from an artistic point of view, you want to do that plus your mm. own stuff. So maybe, you know, it gives you that opportunity to be like, I'm, I'm judging a battle in Korea this week, so I, I can try this showcase I've worked out, or I'm judging one here, so I yeah. can try this. So maybe, you know. Do you think there's an oversaturation of like people doing just the big battles? Like you suddenly become that guy for doing that? Maybe. I mean, it depends how you. I think it becomes from the individual of how they mm. want to of how they want to do it. Some people love judging. Yeah. Some people love showcasing a beatbox event, and obviously, you're probably going to get a lot more love at a beatbox event than necessarily. And a normal public show to people who aren't, you know, mm. that knowledgeable about beatboxing. Yeah. When you go to like, you know, you see, I think it was like the Chinese champs and some mm. of the showcases there and they're going fucking They're going mental. They go in every time. It's, it's incredible as an audience, well, even, you know, same background beatbox power, like everyone's so into it there. Yeah. So I guess from, from a performance point of view... It's like a rave. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's mad. But then, you know, you... you some people want to take that to another dimension and go into normal shows, and, you know, whichever, however that is, and break into that world as well. So, yeah, I think oh, beatbox you... does that. Beatbox yeah. does that. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very or well. you could just do like Vine and just be a five-second beatbox. Yeah. Forever, like some people do, and they've got millions of followers. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, Vine like, crew. Literally, like, yeah. why is it seven seconds? Or it was when it first. It was. Started. Yeah. <laughs> Seven-second beats. And, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how like I I coin it. I mean, arguably. The only closest competitive are like people doing something that they they're doing it for, for general love, genuine love, is skateboarding. Like, mm. and there's a thing about skateboarding. It's like you know, although you don't want to admit it when you're seeing it, you're seeing maybe like the hundredth try of a <laughs> trick that was done. Yeah. God knows how many times, yeah, video yeah, wise, yeah, yeah. and that one thing went up. And what happens is. Your mind, if I guess if you're a skater, more so if you're a beatboxer, you're hearing this thing that this person's doing, and we all know it's as it's as good as a selfie. Like yeah. you just do it until you got it right, yeah. and then that shit goes out, and then the people, and then people are like, "Wow, I gotta do that." Mm. And then the levels inherently just get higher and higher and higher and higher, and like we don't realize like the levels and bars that we're setting ourselves. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, totally. That Skating shit's as well. Now I remember. Like, because I skate and looking at what they're doing now is insane, man. It's like when I was playing Tony Hawk's back in the day and you could do a trick, you'd be like, That's rid- I don't like this game, it's too unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. And now guys are doing it, you know, yeah. on, on a real skateboard. It's yeah, yeah. nuts. It's insane. Mm. Um, and certainly, that's something to be said with beatboxing that yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, like, seeing. Because like, I, I do it, man. I'm like, it's, uh, what was I saying to you? Beatbox, it's like, I know, I know the, the format and the way people are doing things. As beatboxers, we have an yeah, yeah. ear and eye mm. to knowing within yeah. our sound libraries how people do that yeah, shit. Totally. You know what I mean? But then there's another thing of like, how did they get to that fucking thing in yeah. the first place? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, and like, I don't know. It's just it's that's the that's the human interest in it. Sure, mm. I love that. And I f- yeah, I guess that's why it's becoming more popular on the internet. And you know, every, like all these other people posting it, like um, 
uni lad, mm. all these kind of things who are, you know, these reposting these videos. And that's where the interest comes in from yeah. the general public who don't know about beatboxing because they're like, that's levels up from anything I've ever heard before. Yeah. Mm. And I want to want to know how that's happened. And then as beatboxers, we're watching it because we're like, that took fucking time and dedication yeah. to yeah. get to that point of yeah. ridiculous, like, yeah. technical ability or whether it's, you know, certain sounds they made and mm. or tracks they made, you know. But then there's a personality side of it. Who's that, is, who's that geezer, the American guy that's doing all the kind of beatbox stuff and he goes, no, 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 no,
loose in the respect that we appreciate that people are individualized mm -hmm. and we're not going to get mad that you know they, they want to do a tour or do shows and whatever that's yeah, that's yeah. how we roll um, <laughs> yeah I mean it's annoying when you know when stuff comes in but it, it, it is what it is um, but we yeah we came together a couple couple few few weeks ago and wrote new material for the first time fans back together innit fans yeah. back together son. it's good to be back it's isn't there, is there a moment when you're just like fuck yeah. fuck like Zane's got that gig oh, yeah, yeah. it must be all that all the time come on <laughs> Beans, beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always does <laughs> Which one of you guys gets the most gigs out of the collective? Come on. It's like we were saying before, because we... This is all very diplomatic people. Do you know what? Because we, we grew up together in terms of beatboxing um, for like the past 15 years, yeah. we've, we've all done shows, like we all met each other at shows, whether it's festivals, and then when we've done shows, it's normally been... Oh, they want to book two beatboxers, so me and Zane will do a gig, or me and uh, Base Six will do a gig, and Palsy will never do the gigs. But you know, <laughs> however it is. Um, and and, gigs as well. Yeah, and is then Zane, check with us. Is it still recording all right? Sometimes the phone can be a bit of a dickhead. We all good, yeah? yeah? 18. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, good uh, to know. And now, yeah, it's always good to know. Otherwise, we're just talking to no one. <laughs> uh, and, that, and then it get, it's kind of got to a point with us anyway, we're quite diplomatic in the sense that if I can't do a gig, I'll be mm. like, oh, it's, it's a, it's a workshoppy gig where I need to be like loud and on point, full of energy, so I'll give it to, to Rue. Mm. Or it's, it's a workshop in a school, so I know yeah, Zane will be wicked for that. Or whatever it is. Yeah, so, so we delegate the work. Whether, still leaving me out. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and Bal Ballsy just takes all the gigs. That, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so so it works really well for for that kind of thing, and, right. and we're all and whether it's if we can't do a gig or whether we don't want to do the gig, we know yeah. we can pass it on to. Because that's the thing; it's like well, you're you're. I've seen a couple of your shows, and like they're all very they're hinged a lot on your own individual capabilities. Yeah. There's some sounds that one person can do, yeah, yeah. one level that people can do. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is all different, and it, it's a it's a hodgepodge of like a load of things. If almost in a DJ turntable is way. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, well, what if? Someone can't do. Do you have to rejig the set? Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, yeah. So that must be like the number one headache. Yeah. Oh, so the thing, yeah. like, so <laughs> uh, like a prime example. Last August, did the Edinburgh Fringe, and I was I was out of the country, so Pete Box became Hobbit for the two oh, weeks. Yeah, smashed he, it. he smashed it. But that was the thing where it's like, oh, we had the. Um, because it's all tracks that we've done in the show that we've done, mm. we had the knowledge of knowing, right, Hobbs, there's this bit, he's got this bit here, we can do that. Yeah, but I don't really do that, so I'll change it to this. Mm. So it's that knowledge. But then when it comes to certain things like, oh, yeah, we're doing this show, but Zany's not available, it's like, oh, all right, that's cool, we're rejigging them. But like, oh, wait a minute, in the hip-hop mix, he does this, mm. he does that, he does that. In the garage, he does the bars at the beginning, fuck, what? And then, and it's just working out. So now I think, in terms of doing... Wow. In terms of doing, like, a story show... In terms of doing, like, a three-man show... I think we know we're quite on point with knowing mm -hmm. certain bits and we know certain routines we can't do or can do. There's sometimes there's moments like someone will have like, you know, we're going to Missy Elliott, it, it required, and someone's not there who does that so that it gets to the point. <laughs> No one knows what it is, so it's all right. But, but it's, all, like, it's, oh, it's all trial and error, you funny. know. And then it's also, so like... Like I was saying, we've written new, we've written new songs, written new tracks, and it's like cool. And then we we have to get the other members in and find the other parts, and it's it's exciting, but it's also work and it's extra it's labor work. intensive, right? Yeah, mm. but you know, it's like it's all for the greater good in 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 a way, and that's how we've 
as a as a group and as a collective, that's how we've got to the point where like our show at the moment, I watch your fine tuned. Yeah, we know we know all the bits and we know what we can. Mm. You know who can does what, and I think it's it's for me it's interesting when when we're doing shows on certain venues. I'm like, and they're like, cool. So who does the bass? And it's like, well. Paul Z does it. Oh, no, but I do it on this track. Mm. And then Roots. So we all do. Oh, so who does mainly vocals? We all do. Yeah. <laughs> so for a sound yeah, we apologise. We love you so much. <laughs> but we apologise for how um, annoying it can be. In other truth. Yeah, yeah. Sound man. So it's, it's working that out. But then, you know, and it's, it's compromised sometimes. So, like, yeah. obviously, Paul Z is the sub-bass king, master, god. Yeah. And if he's not at a show, then we know that that element's going to suffer a bit. But we know that we've got the range to able to fill those in and, mm. and find find different bits. So it's 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 fun. It keeps us keeps us young, doesn't it, Ray? Ten more years. <laughs> Ten more well, it's, years. It's actually fun though sometimes when that happens, you know. Yeah, it's I think it keeps showing you. Feet, like, but it's yeah. sick. And like, even what year was it? Two thousand sixteen UK champs. We had Alexinho, the the current world champion, who's absolute legend. He was over judging the Bristol. We had a, an, an event in Bristol, and I think I can't remember when Ballsy was. was away touring, um, and we have a drum and bass mix, so old school D and B mix, mm-hmm. um, and we're like, yeah, we will do that, and uh, it's like, oh, we're gonna the miss those up a bit. on YouTube as well. Yeah, the, the videos up on YouTube. Oh, you actually call this shit on, on YouTube. And um, Alex was way. like, oh, I know it. And we're like, what? And then Alex literally filled in Paddy's bit. You all my parts. It was like, <laughs> scary, but at the same yeah. time, yeah. Yeah. life suit. Yeah. And it was like, yo, I smashed it. So it's exciting when those kind of things happen because you're like, oh, you know, people are listening. And mm. there was... Do you think, like, do you, just on that same subject, because I, I spent a lot of time, you know, trying to design, sound design my own shit, you know, mm-hmm. so, so it wasn't so easily replicable. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like... You know, like, it's ammunition, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind people jacking it, that's fine. Yeah. But do you ever get, like, that feeling of, like, oh, yeah, he just did that. Yeah, yeah, Shit. yeah. That was my... I thought I... <laughs> that, what? I think out of anyone, Paddy's probably got that the worst in terms of certain certain routines and patterns and stuff. It's, you know, it's... Um, but not in, a, not in a malicious way. No, that's it's it. It's just, just like, a... it's inspiring almost, you know? Especially when... You see people copying your routines literally from start to finish and they're not even putting anything new in. There is like a tiny bit of like, oh, but then you're like, man, I'm a pasty white dude from Huddersfield and <laughs> someone just uploaded a video in Indonesia, a 16-year-old kid going, we table, and I'm like, yeah. You can't knock that. Go for it, man. It's for real, because like, where in the world would that ever have happened ever? Like, this is, that's that's mad. Yeah. That's mad and it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Um, music is love, yeah, and you have to spread truth. the shit. Yeah, man, the truth. Or else we'll just all be bitter. You stealing my sounds. Yeah, God kind of damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on that note, we're going to spread the love on the podcast for tip. Um, <laughs> listen, man, you guys. I mean, I wanted to make sure everyone was in. This isn't just an audience. This is the full collective. Not full collective, but the majority of the collective. Majority. Yeah. Um, and majority yeah, just to show that these guys are. are totally loyal to the project this is what they do they they're here together i mean before the camera even came on this lot were like chirping birds to each other yeah. they, were, they, weren't, they weren't even talking they were just doing sounds to each other these guys the the, the live and live and breathing us for, for real um so big up guys thank you man. Thank thank you. Nice pleasure yeah man let's see teas in a pot beers in a fridge yeah, yeah. <laughs> killer killer podcast live and subscribe do not sleep i repeat do not sleep on my repeat Big Boss Collective, hold tight. <laughs> and big up Beardy Man and Roots for the, for the VT, all right? Yeah, big up. Yeah, yeah. Stay lucky. Peace. Peace. Peace.